Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast, the space where we explore common misunderstandings of how life works, allowing us to gain new perspectives on health, wealth, relationships, and much more. Life doesn't have to be hard work. It can be a flowing collection of experiences if we learn some simple truths about how our experience is created. Through this understanding, we realize that at a fundamental level, we are all already whole and perfect. Okay, we're live. Hi, John. Welcome to Misunderstandings of the Mind podcast. Nice to see you. Hello, Jason. Nice to be back with you. Yeah. It's always strange having a conversation first and starting a recording and saying welcome again. <laughs> it's say nice to be back with you because I haven't actually been on your podcast, but as we were saying before, we've tried five times to do this thing. So finally, here we are. <laughs> yeah. For anyone listening, five months in the making, various <laughs> conversations about all sorts of stuff getting here. But I'm, I, I'm really excited about the subject of, of intelligence or understanding intelligence, you know, and where it really comes from. And, um, you know, when when we were just talking before, it made me think of, um, I always thought I was really intelligent. You know, I mean, I got um, a full bursary for a pri- for one of the best private schools when I was a kid and um, um, one of the highest recorded IQs and all this. And I always prided myself as being really intelligent. And when I went to my first intensive with Michael Neal, I think he just like, I can't remember what we were talking about, but he spotted it straight away. And he said to me, you know, can you just like stop? trying to filter everything through that you know like that that idea of whether it should be whether it should fit how it should work you know whether it's any value you know and it's kind of like and 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 I always reflect back on that you know that it was kind of like a an idea to switch off my my brain you know the intelligence you know like that that I thought I had about everything you know whether it was right or whether it worked for me and I think that was the invitation that allowed you know, something deeper to go beyond, you know, my, my, my own computer, you know, if you want, you know, the, the stored information that I'd gathered, you know, over, over the years. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to jump in wherever you want, you know, and on the yeah. understanding of intelligence, you know. I, I love that, Jason, because it completely hits on, on where I wanted to go with this. And, and I resonate with it as well. I think we often associate intelligence with intellect or intellectual thinking um and you know i like you that was kind of how i was for a long part of my life was you know thinking that well it's it's if there's something that needs to be figured out i'll do that in my intellectual thinking or if there's a problem to be solved or if there's a decision to be made or i need to come up with a creative idea then that's something that is a function of how much I'm in my intellectual thinking. And that's going to be the thing that carries me through. Well, part of the reason why I I wanted to sort of talk about this was a big part of my own journey was recognizing that actually there is an intelligence that is behind life, our body, our thinking, our creativity, our decision-making that is actually despite how much we are in that intellectual thinking. And the first place I kind of realized it was actually with the health journey that I was on. You know, I I, I don't want to say too much about it, but I had a a long sort of fight with my uh, fight to get better, 
um, sort of between 2007 and 2014, I was struggling with chronic fatigue syndrome. And I, I remember um, one of the things that the doctor said to me when I was sick was, do you know how much energy it takes for you to be this tired? And at the time, I didn't quite get that because I was like, wait, you're saying that I've got energy and I somehow use it to create tiredness. And I didn't get how that worked. And then it sort of took a bit of time for that to filter through. And as I was learning my you know, journey with the principles and, and the understanding that you know, we share, I came to see just how much I lived in my intellectual thinking. And in particular, I thought that my thinking was going to be the thing that enabled me to navigate my health challenges and my symptoms and my energy and all of this sort of stuff. And it was there that I came to see that, oh, wait, this thing that I thought was helping me to get well and to you know, combat my health issues, that's the thing that's actually getting in the way of this inherent intelligence that is already managing the system of my body. So I, I really began to see that my intellectual thinking, contrary to, be the thing, contrary to being the thing that I thought was going to help me get better, it was actually a major reason why I was actually ill and why I was symptomatic. So that really did something for me. And uh, you know, what I've come to see since is that I had that misunderstanding everywhere in my life. I thought that, you know, if there, if there was a problem to be solved, well, don't worry, hand it to me. I'll get in my really intellectual, like rational head and I'll go round and round and round and round and round and I'll figure stuff out and I'll get there. And I was like, hang on a minute. If there's that intelligence there that's already running my body, I wonder if it could run my creativity or I wonder if it already does. I wonder if it runs my decision-making or my problem-solving. And if you think about it, I was actually with somebody earlier on today who was struggling with health stuff. And I was, I was getting her to sort of question the extent to which she really needed to live in her thinking as a way of being a high-performing kind of person. And I said to her, have you ever had a challenge that you've you know, been struggling with? And then at some point, you've just given up thinking about it, right? And just gone off and gone out of shower or gone for a walk or whatever else. And then all of a sudden, you've had an insight into that problem and you weren't even thinking about it. And she said, yeah, actually I had that the other day whilst I was doing my ironing, I got really fed up with this thing. And then I stormed off to do the ironing, which I don't really like. And then whilst I was doing it, suddenly I had this you know, idea pop into my head. And, and, and for me, that speaks to this intelligence that's there before the intellectual thinking that we get involved with, that there's actually something already operating behind the scenes that is doing the doing, if you like. And it's just that we've got caught up in this misunderstanding that one of the products of that, which is the thinking that goes through our head, is the intellect is the, is actually the intelligent bit when actually the intelligent bit is the bit before all of that <laughs> wow yeah um 
so I've had so many situations like that now, you know, and I find that the more I trust in that, that when I get, when I feel myself speeding up, that it's time to just step away, you know, it's yeah. kind of like, and, and trusting that like a day or a week later, um, or, or however long, you know, all of a sudden out of the blue, I mean, I had it with a situation where I, I was really angry about something. I had to leave it and I kept going back to it and I kept thinking, no, I can't, I can't do this now. I need to leave it. And it was like, and it was, there was literally about five, six days later, I was sat in the cinema watching Frozen with the kids, you know, and it was like, and it, just out of the blue, I just had this, I know what to do. You know, it just came out of nowhere. And I was thinking, wow, you know, like that's really, it really does work this way, you know? Yeah. And, and I guess I've got a, a question. It might be a curveball. It probably isn't, you know, but like, sometimes like when when i'm being asked to do something that's got time pressure you know it's kind of like and i don't know i'm getting that speeded up feeling and i'm saying i'm saying you know to my kids mom or whatever hold on just leave me alone you know a minute and let me you know get out of this watch telly or something she's going yeah but i need to know now (laughs) and i don't know you know it's kind of like and i'm trying to give myself that space but i guess what i'm asking is there's some situations where it doesn't seem or it doesn't appear that there's room to, to just wait for an answer to come, you know? Yeah, I think that's true. And I, and I guess I'm not necessarily saying that this is somehow some strategy for always, you know, if, if you want a solution, then get quiet. And then from that quiet place, you'll get what you need. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just more of a recognition of how things work that actually you aren't going to get anything by being in your old thinking. You're not going to get anything new by being in your old thinking. So the more I recognize that, the more I'm, I don't pressure myself to try and figure stuff out. Now, a lot of the time, because there's a bit more space there than perhaps there was before, I do tend to see things in the moment that could be helpful. But there are also occasions when, I might be under time pressure and I got nothing. Now I could in those moments, if I didn't really see that those solutions come from, or that new insight comes from space, I could, I could very easily try and stress myself out and get really, really busy trying to figure it out. All it really does is just make you stressed. It doesn't actually give anything new. So it's, it's more just a recognition of how things work. And the fact that if, if you don't get something new in the moment, then it's really helpful to know that your well-being is underneath all of that thinking that we do to try and get solutions. Because it's like, well, if I don't have a solution, I'm okay, and I'm just going to have to roll with with what comes next. Mm. Um, I don't know if that does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think like um, what I'm what. what from listening to you, you know, what I see about it is it's a much easier way to live. You know, it's kind of like that it's a much lighter and more joyful way to live, not being caught, you know, and what came to mind when you were talking about that, even if I don't have this, like my well-being is beneath that, you know, it's kind of like, it's not reliant on that. And, you know, even if I don't have the answer there and then everything will be okay anyway, because it's not on me. Right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, I I know you've recently done a a podcast with, I hope I get her name right, Hannah, who does the work with chronic pain. And I do a lot of work with health clients as well, because that was, you know, it was a big part of my own journey. And I, and I was, you know, as we were talking before we got on the podcast, I was just saying to you how a lot of the time, you know, that 
knowledge and the real understanding of the mind-body connection, it can really do a lot for people just seeing that connection and understanding it. I mean, it did a lot for me. But I've also seen that without, if people don't have this piece of understanding about the intelligence that's behind the system, sometimes that knowledge of the mind-body connection, I see this with some of my own clients, they, they suddenly, you know, they want to be better. And then they suddenly understand that there's this mind-body connection and they see how busy their mind is. And because they don't see there's this greater intelligence behind life, they now take it on as their job to try and figure out how to get out of their head so they're not going to have their symptoms, which just gives them even more symptoms. Yeah. So with those people, you often have to, it's often a waking up process to get them to see, hey, did you realize that you don't need to live in your head to find solutions? That your well being is actually underneath all of that thinking. And that you being in your thinking doesn't mean that you don't perform as a human being. It just means you have a nicer, lighter experience of being alive. But that intelligence is still there doing the work and moving your bones and healing your body and digesting your food and bringing you insights. To wake people up to that is actually another big piece of the health conversation. Because without it, it becomes another thing on their to-do list and their to-think-about list as well. Um, yeah. It's like saying to someone, isn't it? It's just your thinking. You know, it's kind of like, I used to do that. You know, it's kind of like, and it was, I remember um, you know, Michael said, it's never, don't be a dick, I think he said. You know, don't ever say that to anyone. You know, it's kind of like, it's never useful. And, um, you know... Yeah. It's really, I guess what I was wondering when you were speaking was like, you know, people seeing that is, you know, you're, you're always, I guess, speaking to the intelligence in people, to the, to the, to the wisdom, to the, to the mental well-being, you know, in people for them to be able to see that rather than, rather than saying, hey, it's just your thinking, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, it's true that your experience is coming from thought. That does look true to me, but that's it's it's an unhelpful piece of information without someone realizing that they don't need to live in all of that thinking in order to function if they if they don't have that insight if they don't see that on some level it and i you probably see this yourself jason it just becomes another thing to beat themselves up with because they go and people who first become exposed to the principles they see this sort of thought feeling correct connection and then they go oh, well, yes, my thinking is the thing that's causing me all of this suffering, but, but how do I get out of it? And they don't see that they don't have to live in thought to function. They think it's a valuable thing that they've got to mine and chew around and figure out and be in. And it's like, well, actually, no, you don't, from what I can see, or increasingly so. Yeah. Uh, so I guess a question that people might have is kind of like, how do you know, like, what do you, what do you, how do you relate to, or what do you, you know, how do you explain the, the intelligence behind life? What is that? You know, it's like, I've heard it explained in so many ways, you know, like the, the might, uh, I think it was George Pransky that um, wrote about uh, something that Sid had said, where he said the might, you know, Sid was the first person that, 
said the mind and the brain were not the same thing, that they were kind of, you know, separate. And um, I, I think that, you know, I've heard it explained in a lot of different ways, you know, what, what actually, you know, some people only believe in things that are tangible, you know, that they can see, feel, touch, you know, things like that. It's kind of like, so how do you point people to that? Well, I think for me, it's just, I can observe that there is this, idea of me that seems to exist in my thinking so i have thoughts about john mm. and what i think i do and i in historically and in my life and i think many of us do this i've given a lot of importance to that as being a thing that is you know somehow navigating my life i i, I that's how i thought it worked and yet the thing that really got me to see that differently was just it was that kind of healing journey I went on where I I started to get reflective about all the things that were actually going on in my body to begin with that I wasn't actually ever even consciously thinking about like mm. I don't know how many processes there are in the body but I'm guessing there's a lot mm. and I sure as heck know that I'm not thinking about the majority of them and yet somehow they seem to work so for me that intelligence is is a a a, a self that is not something that exists in my thinking or to put it another way the thinking that i have about me is one expression of that self but the other things that it does the bodily processes the you know, the intuition about what to do in my life, the decisions that just come to me from nowhere, those are other expressions of that deeper self, if you like. So that intelligence is just, is, is a, is a, I'm going to say a truer self, because maybe there's another one before that, that I'm not aware of, but it, it's a truer self than the self that exists in my thinking that I really thought was the thing that was in control. But when I looked at it, I saw, well, it can't be in control because there's all these other things that go on that I never think about. And apparently they work without me thinking about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's in, I mean, I guess when you put it that way, there is tangible evidence. You know, there is something tangible that like there is an intelligence behind life. There is an intelligence in the system. You know, the, the most basic one that I always hear about is when you cut your finger, if you just leave it alone, it heals, you know, and it's kind of like, and I remember when someone said to me, do you think that, that um, the body and mind were designed differently, you know, that like somehow the body repairs itself, but the mind doesn't, you know, if you just leave it alone. And it was mm -hmm. like, and it really made me think about it. So I guess it's always pointing people back to their wisdom, you know, to seeing, to seeing what has, you know, what has happened in life that, that was out of their control, you know. Right. And that's, that's what I found for myself. So, you know, I quite often, you know, I, I do work with people at quite senior levels in organizations. And a lot of the time, you know, they understandably have this sense of how much they're making things happen and how much they're in control of things, which is a nice idea on some level, but it causes them a lot of stress because the higher up the organization they go, the more balls they think they're juggling and plates they think they're spinning and actually it just really busies them up and so for me one of the things that i've learned to do is to just point them to see the things that are happening that they aren't thinking about that they haven't considered 
or the times where they've done things successfully in their work and there wasn't a plan for it. It was just a, an in the moment decision that got made from nowhere. And for me, it's not about convincing people that intelligence is there mm. rather than just pointing them to look for themselves, as you say. Like, what are you, well, I know with a lot of my health clients, you know, and they're busy, so busy trying to manage all of their symptoms and their tiredness and their fatigue and all of their pain. Like to be asked, well, why don't you do that with your digestion? Like, what do you make of the fact that that works and you don't think about it? Well, why do you think there would be exceptions to that rule? Now, I don't know, you know, I don't have definitive answers, but to get them to question that is to get them to look afresh and see something new. And that for me, I think is part of what helps them. They, it gets them questioning things that they really thought were true but maybe they're not actually true when they go and look. Um, exactly like the doctor did with me. Do I know how much energy it takes to be this tired? And I was like, wait, you're saying I have energy and I use it to create tiredness? I never thought that was possible. How does that work? Oh, I must be in my head 24 seven trying to manage everything. And that's how I'm making myself tired. Yeah. I was thinking about my own journey, you know, and it was like um, life feels, you know, there's so much tangible evidence in my life, you know, of, of, of seeing that, you know, and, and now compared to what it was like before. And <clears throat> I always describe my life as like spinning plates constantly, you know, like yeah. before. And it was like, like you said, you know, like um, um, the, the main areas of life, health, wealth, relationships, you know, it's kind of like, or, about money trying to get more money about health trying to lose weight about relationships trying to get the perfect relationship and it always looked like it was on me you know like it was everything was on me and you know the more um knowledge i could uh, accumulate you know the more i could learn the more i could put into me the more i would be effective and the more i would get these i mean it all comes down to thinking there's a destination to life you know it's right. kind of like that was the big the big you know like um thing that seemed to drive it all that when I got to this perfect destination then I would be happy you know and it's kind of like I think all everyone wants is to be a little bit happier you know and it just comes in so many different forms you know and it's kind of like so so, so when I found this it was almost like that I had to stop you know the destination was now you know the destination was life the journey of life you know that was the only destination just to be present in the moment yeah go on sorry no, no, no. I, I loved what you're saying. It, it twigged something in me because I, I remember when I first got exposed to the principles conversation and, and I didn't have a great sense of this intelligence behind things. And I, I found myself getting quieter for the understanding. And then I got really scared because I thought, God, I'm quiet. I'm not thinking about my goals, my life, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to decide this or that or the other. And I suddenly thought, well, if I'm not doing that, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to lie about in bed and watch Netflix and give up looking after my kids. If I'm not, you know, <laughs> driving myself crazy in my, in my intellectual thinking. So I didn't realize that the intellectual thinking wasn't doing the doing so dropping out of it looked frightening 
And, and that was, you know, the more I kept looking and I started to understand more about this intelligence, I was pointed to it, basically. You know, somebody pointed me and said, well, what do you make of the stuff that you are doing and you're not thinking of? And I was like, well, I guess that means that perhaps my thinking isn't responsible for making it happen. And that's when I started to actually realize, oh, it's possible to function in life without living in constant crazy you know um what, what are those things that mice run around in i've forgotten the word yeah, like, a wheel, like a wheel or something yeah like ha it's it's possible it's to wheel. navigate and live our lives yeah. without being in a constant hamster wheel of thinking and figuring stuff out that was totally news to me like i didn't have frames of reference for that at all because i think i just lived in noise most of my life yeah, me too. I mean, when I when I explain my, you know, my own, whether you call it an enlightenment experience or awakening or what you call it, you know, it's kind of like that. Uh, all I can say is uh, I arrived in LA, like everything looked like a problem. I felt like I was spinning a lot of plates. And when I left, I feel like I didn't have any plates to spin and, 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 and like everything was okay. And I was thinking, well, you know, I haven't got a new relationship. I haven't lost weight in three days. You know, it's kind of like I have not got a new business and more money. It's kind of like, so, so what's up with that? You know, it's kind of like, you know, how did that happen? Because all I did was sit and listen to someone for three days. I don't think I said much and I don't even remember what I heard, but life just looks really different, you know? And, and, and that was, that was, you know, the start of this journey where it's kind of like life has been a lot more enjoyable and joyful and it hasn't looked like it's all on me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had a very similar experience when I went to do an intensive in LA mm. and I, I had with me my laundry list of stuff that I wanted to get fixed. And I came out of the intensive feeling great with none of it looking like I had to do anything with it. I hadn't gone anywhere. There were still things that it looked like I could do with my life, but I'd seen, oh, wait, I don't have to fix this to be okay. Because yeah. I'd fallen out of all that thinking and found what it was to just be okay. Totally news to me. But that piece of seeing the intelligence then made me see, oh, you can dwell in that place and still function. And function well. I actually often function better because... What I've seen is the the less I've 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 the less I feel I have to fix my experience now, I seem to just get better ideas and be a bit more fearless about what I do and say yes to things. And even if they don't go the way that I want them to, I kind of know that I'm not really up against anything other than a bad feeling that's temporary. So it's like, well, what have I got to lose? I'll do something. It may work out great. If it doesn't work out, I'll feel bad for a bit and then I'll be okay again. All right. I think I can live with those odds. <laughs> Whereas before it always looked like there was major things riding on everything and, you know, I couldn't be okay or I wouldn't solve problems or it just doesn't look like that half the time now. Yeah. You think that's a progressive, like deepening understanding of of more of how this. I mean, I guess the you know metaphorically that there's kind of levels, but I guess there's no real levels, you know. But like, you know, I, I think for me it's been like, 
I did have that experience at the start where it was kind of, I just did nothing for a while. And then it was kind of like, and I remember someone saying, oh, I, did, I didn't mean just do nothing. You know, it was kind of like, you know, because I really took it literally, like just do nothing. And I was sitting there thinking, well, nothing's changing. You know, it's kind of like, you know, my life's still the same. I mean, I was okay, but it was like, I was, you know, wanting things to happen. You know, it was kind of like, and, and only then when I started looking at, um, you know, creativity being part of the same source, you know, the same, the, the same intelligence behind life. Did I start following those sparks and those ideas that were always there, you know, um, um, you know, like I think Bill Pettit describes it like the flute in a, in a brass band, it's always playing, but you can't hear it when the trumpets are really loud, you know, and, and, you know, it was always there. And, and, and only when I started listening to that, you know, oh, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? That, that, that yeah. small, quiet voice that was there about creating stuff. Did I realize that, oh, it didn't mean do nothing. It meant, you know, don't get caught up in my thinking about what I should be doing, but just, you know, follow, follow what feels like the next right thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what reminds me that the, the do nothing thing, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's a bit like the, it's, it's just your thinking thing that we get in our kind of community it's a oh you, you do nothing and it's like without some context around it that just sounds really it sounds a bit unhelpful doesn't it I mean that's how I used to take it oh, I can't just do nothing and what I've come to see about that is that the do nothing thing is a it's a it's a pointing to the fact that we don't have to do anything about our experience to be okay mm. but even the phrase is lacking the understanding behind it. And so you have to, you have to share with people how experience works and what it's made of. And the byproduct of that is, oh, I don't need to do anything about how I feel then because my experience is made of thought and because it's transient and because it's self-healing and self-clearing. So of course I don't need to do anything about that. But when it's, when it's talked about in, in in that sort of you know almost blasé way oh you don't need to do anything about that well that phrase without that understanding it is a bit unhelpful <laughs> it's you know and it's open to the kind of you know misinterpretation that you're describing which is oh right well i just need to sit on my backside then and life's just gonna do what it needs to do and pay the bills and like no i'm pretty sure that's not it either <laughs> um, yeah i mean that's for me that extended further that like you know um i have a love-hate relationship with social media you know and i see all these people selling um selling the dream life or whatever they're selling you know and it's kind of like and it was like i'd read through it going no you don't have to do any of this you know what i mean you don't have to do nothing and it's kind of like not, not that those things are a good thing you know they're not good or bad they're just there you know but um, you know, it took me to that place of thinking, you know, I should just ignore everything and everyone and not follow any, not follow any ideas. It's kind of like, literally, it's going to land on my doorstep, you know, type, type idea. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and that, like you said, it's definitely without the context or understanding of what it means, you know, it's like, it's not really useful. And, 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 and I, I think I just took that as a misunderstanding, you know, at the start of, of what, of what people actually meant by that. Um, yeah. So it wasn't until I started following that, you know, creative wisdom, that intelligence, you know, that was always there, but I just wasn't listening to it, that things started to change and started to create things and life started to take new directions. And, and I didn't have to apply them, you know, I didn't have the same 
my thinking didn't have the same weight that it had before. So I didn't have to like, I didn't have the spinning plates experience every time I created something. Was it going to be the success of me? Was it going to be the one that made me the million that I needed to be okay? You know, it was, it was all a different, um, a different relationship with the creative experience, you know, of life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. It's, it's what I've seen for myself is that the more I recognize that, that my well-being is not dependent upon what I do, the more I just find myself doing things that make sense in the moment. I, I may not even be able to, I, I don't often know where these things are going, but I'm shocked at the number of times how these things have got an intelligence behind them that I just couldn't fathom. Like, I'll give you an example. It's slightly ironic given what we're up to now, but like years ago, like before I had a coaching practice and stuff, I used to get asked to do podcasts. And I, I used to hesitate doing them a little bit because I used to think, well, surely I should be doing something more valuable, like finding some clients to work with and, you know, doing this sort of stuff. And you know, those ideas kind of went down the toilet and I'd end up doing the podcasts, right? And I'd record these podcasts. Well, years later, these podcasts became the seeds of my apparent marketing plan that I never really had, right? So I get these people reach out to me and I just start asking them, hey, how have you found me? And they go, oh, well, you recorded a podcast like four years ago and then I Googled you and found all these other podcasts that you did and that's why I'm now reaching out to you. Well, when I recorded them, I had no idea why I was doing them. I had no plan behind them. I actually just didn't have much else better to do at the time. <laughs> so I did the podcast. Mm. Well, now, apparently, they are part of my marketing and I never knew it. Um, wasn't a plan, but that's how it's worked out. And I find that happening more and more now. I just, I seem to trust that instinct to just do what makes sense in the moment even if my mind is going well how does this link to your grand plan for how you're going to be okay and you know do what you need to do i just don't take that bit as seriously as i once did and i see that actually there's much more intelligence in that moment to moment movement to do things than there is in my grand plans and scheming that have been made up in my intellectual thinking, which is a complete 180 degree. I, I used to think that I was on my game if I was busy scheming, wargaming, strategizing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now I'm more inclined to see that that's me getting caught up in restrictions and um, not seeing the whole picture. And so I, I'm much less inclined to take that stuff seriously and much more inclined to just go, well, I'm going to do what makes sense right now, even if I can't see where it's going. Because apparently it's got a lot more intelligence than my intellect, from what I can tell. Same way it did with my healing journey. My, you know, my intellect didn't get me better. <laughs> but that intelligence did. So, you know what? Most of the time when you were speaking, I'm, I'm thinking that it's so powerful, you know, and it's so life changing. And it's like, it's, um, it's it, when we're talking about it, it seems kind of like, um, like a, not that big of a thing, you know, but it's kind of like just an hour, you know, you just, but it's like, 
people just, you know, most of humanity suffer with a misunderstanding, you know, of kind of like that everything's on them, you know, and that's why there's, that's why there's so much mental health, there's so much stress, there's so much addiction, you know, in the areas I work, you know, because people are medicating their experience of life just because they don't see that, um, that idea about how life really works, how the mind really works. Yes, absolutely. You know, and it's like I said earlier, it's not like what we're talking about is a recipe for having a perfect life, getting it right all the time, being successful every time. It's like, it's not that. It's just that it's nice to be able to see that actually we don't need to live in stressful thinking in order to be able to navigate our life. And that when we're not living in stressful thinking, we're actually in well-being. So it doesn't matter so much if it doesn't always end up being the perfect you know, outcome or the thing that we wanted, because we're now seeing more clearly what we're looking for in trying to have a perfect outcome every single time. We're, we're seeing where it really is. It's totally life-changing for me. And you know, people I point to, it's like, it, it's, it is so ordinary, but it's very extraordinary in that as well, because it's so simple. Yeah, the simplicity of it can, can be, um, throw people off, right? I mean, it's kind of like, oh, it can't be that simple because life has seemed so complicated for so long, you know? And Even that, to me, like, I, I can, I still, having seen it, it's like a, all that seems to happen with me is that I just keep getting slapped by life to remember this over and over again. And each time I go, oh, it's that again. Oh, no, it's really that again. And it's like, really i have to see this over and over again like it's so simple that we do seem to want it complicated and i think that's part of the human journey is to is to get lost in the illusion of our mind and to experience some complication and difficulty and and to have the experience of being human but it's nice to know that actually it's really simple and beneath all of that it, it kind of means that even when you're in it and it's and and it is seeming really difficult and it is seeming really hard like for example there there are times when things are looking really tough to me and i don't know what to do but the fact that i've got some insight into this intelligence and how it you know how it's actually the thing that re is responsible for helping me solve problems it even in moments where I'm thinking it's not there, I'm suspicious that it is because I've seen it now so many times. You know, it, it that in itself helps. Hmm. Um, you know, you, you may see this yourself, Jason, but when you, when you work with a client and your client brings something and your, <laughs> your initial reaction is, Oh my God, that really sounds like a problem to me too, right? Now, because that happens, right? Sometimes they bring something and you, and you go up in your head and it's like, oh no, that, that really does sound like a problem. Like my saving grace for that is how many times have I been in that situation and been suspicious that it probably isn't the problem I think it is and it's probably just the same as every other problem that I've worked with a client like that suspicion 
is enough to orient me in the right direction. And usually we end up seeing something, may not be immediately mind, but at some point we usually end up seeing something and we go, oh yeah, that was another one of those made up things where I wasn't seeing my thinking for where it was and I wasn't seeing that intelligence. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sure we could um, go on forever with this conversation, you know, but I, I'm, I'm mindful of time, you know, and um, so like, do you want to, how can people contact you or what are you up to lately? What are you, what are you doing? Um, well, they, if they want to contact me, there's my website at breakthroughthat.com. We are actually making a new website at the moment, um, but uh, that is in, in the works. I'm not even sure if that's going to be on the same domain, but that domain will be live for a while. What am I up to? I am uh, still doing my client work. I do a lot of work with uh, health clients. As I said, that's a lot of sort of my own personal journey. Um, I also do a lot of work with people around personal performance and performance at work as well. Um, and I've been doing a lot of work with kids as well and anxiety lately, um, particularly from the local school. So what I love about this conversation is the fact that it is, it is all encompassing. So it doesn't really matter what someone presents as being the problem. Yeah. You kind of know the direction that you need to look with them. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about it. So yeah, they can, they can reach me at breakthroughthat.com and uh, they don't seem to have trouble finding my funny name. So. <laughs> well, thanks very much, John. Thank you, Jason. It's a pleasure to be with you. And I'm glad we managed to actually get this to happen as well. <laughs> so. yeah. Thank you.